Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Monday, June 5th, 2023. This is The Gateway. I'm Jason Rosenbaum in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, a growing legal movement to grant natural entities like rivers and forests legal rights is having a moment in the U.S. as environmentalists set their sights on the Mississippi River. Rights of nature would basically give personhood to the river and it would allow us to have more power to keep it safe. Coming up later, Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco with the Ag and Water Desk reports on how the so-called rights of nature could soon challenge business as usual in the Midwest. First, the news. K-12 teachers in St. Louis are looking for ways to bring geospatial technology to the classroom. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports it's an important part of the effort to make St. Louis a hub for the industry. Teachers from local schools moved Greenland around the world on their laptops at a workshop Friday. The example both uses geospatial technology and teaches how map projections can sometimes be misleading. Dee Lively recently started teaching geographic information systems in her middle school classes at Christ Community Lutheran School. You have um, students that were interested in pet adoption, in stadium capacity of their favorite sports teams, geographical locations of flooding. It's amazing at what I didn't even know was at their fingertips. The University of Missouri-St. Louis and the American Geographical Society hosted the workshop. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois residents who identify as Middle Eastern or North African may soon have a different box to check under race. Mawa Iqbal has more. Today, lawmakers passed a bill that would add the category Middle Eastern or North African on government forms. This would apply to any state agency compiling racial and ethnic data for programs and funding. Basma Alfman is with the nonprofit Arab American Family Services in Suburban Worth. She says many people will just mark their race as white or other. And sometimes we struggle with... Um, receiving funding because we are technically not counted as a minority in need. Her organization offers a range of services, from citizenship classes for immigrants to counseling for domestic violence victims. The bill, which passed unanimously, awaits the governor's signature. I'm Mawa Iqbal. Officials in Osage Beach have signed off on a plan for developers to build a $350 million waterfront amusement park near the Lake of the Ozarks. Alderman last week approved redevelopment plans that offer tax benefits to developers to build the oasis at Lakeport. Plans for the property near the Grand Glaze Bridge include a Ferris wheel, restaurants, boating slips, and a Marriott Hotel and Conference Center. Jeff Tegadoff is one of the developers for the project. This is a very large market. You already have millions of people that come to Lake of the Ozarks a year. They're not all looking to drink beer and party in the cove. The project will need support of owners of about 1,000 timeshare units that sit on the site of the planned water park. But so far, they've rejected a batch offer from developers to buy the properties. A professor at Missouri University of Science and Technology is looking to ancient Rome to make better concrete. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports. Many ancient Roman structures made of concrete are still standing nearly 2,000 years after they were built. Missouri S&T chemical engineering professor Monday Uchenna Orkaranqua says part of the reason was the volcanic rock that Romans had access to. The mixtures they use are quite unique, and some of the materials are not readily available today. He and his team received a $675,000 grant from the National Science Foundation to study ancient Roman concrete. And then do some characterization to study the composition. The hope is to find a way to replicate some of the ancient recipes using materials available today and make a better concrete that can last longer. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. A growing legal movement across the globe to grant natural entities like forests and rivers the same legal rights as humans is catching on in the U.S. It includes indigenous-led campaigns to recognize the legal rights of natural entities like wild rice, salmon, and lakes. As Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco with the Ag and Water Desk reports, that's setting the stage for a nascent movement on the Mississippi River. The Mississippi River flows lazily today. Overhead on the Centennial Bridge connecting Illinois and Iowa and the Quad Cities, cars are cruising past and sometimes honking at a long line of environmentalists that say the river is alive. The river have rights just like, every, just like human rights. Our uh, nature have rights and it's up to us to preserve these rights. That's Glenda Guster from Davenport, Iowa. She was among the 80 or so people to join the Great Plains Action Society's Walk for River Rights, the centerpiece of a three-day summit for black and indigenous organizers from across the Mississippi River Basin. According to Sakawa Snobis, the founder of the Indigenous Rights Organization, the goal is to build a river-wide coalition to rethink the legal framework they believe imperils life on and in the Mississippi River. The earth is really suffering and rights of nature would basically give personhood to the river and it would allow us to have more power to keep it safe. The idea is that natural entities like rivers, trees, or wildlife have the same rights as humans and thus have legal standing in a court of law. The implications could be far-reaching. Companies could be taken to court for damaging the river or its ecosystems. That's exactly what happened in Tamaqua, a small town in Pennsylvania. Thomas Lindsay is a senior attorney at the Center for Democratic and Environmental Rights and drafted the document to get rights for the small borough. It may be a radical concept, or it was 20 years ago, but we're rapidly coming to a place where without this kind of new system of environmental law that we're all kind of done. Ultimately, locals were able to stop sewage sludge from being dumped in Tamaqua using the new ordinance. He adds that before the rights of nature movement made its way to the mainstream, it was born from the cosmologies of indigenous people that recognize the natural world as made up of living beings, not just resources and commodities. In 2008, Lindsay consulted the Equatorian government while it drafted its new constitution, the first in the world to ratify the rights of nature. In 2021, an Equatorian municipality appealed to those constitutional protections to overturn mining permits that they said violated the rights of nature of the endangered Los Cedros rainforest, and they won. The work has spread to other countries and in the U.S. to about over three dozen municipalities at this point. Lance Foster is a member of the Iowa tribe of Kansas and Nebraska and a speaker at the Mississippi River Summit. He says that a couple years ago, the success of rights of nature in South America got his and other tribes thinking, why not us? 
And we wondered why hasn't the big rivers, the Missouri River and Mississippi River, have those rights. He says that his tribe and others have created a resolution for the rights of the Missouri River. They hope to use it to fight industrial-scale agriculture and deep mining operations. Two years ago in Minnesota, the White Earth Band of Ojibwe brought a suit against the Enbridge Corporation's Line 3 on behalf of the Manuman, or wild rice, and its right to exist and grow. And just a couple weeks ago, the city of Seattle settled a case with the Sauk-Suiattle Indian tribe over the claim that salmon had the right to spawn, among other rights. Foster says if corporations get legal rights in the U.S., why shouldn't rivers? After all, they were here far before humans. Now, will we take that chance as a society? I'm dubious most days, but we have to keep trying. We have to keep going to the bitter end. States like Idaho, Florida, and Ohio have moved to preemptively ban the possibility that nature or ecosystems can have legal standing. Even so, Foster says the rights of nature isn't as unthinkable as it once was. In the Quad Cities, I'm Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco. This story was produced by the Mississippi River Basin Ag and Water Desk, a reporting network based at the University of Missouri School of Journalism. It's distributed by Harvest Public Media. Ashley Lisenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, and this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.